Hello, St. Luke. This is Monsignor Schadel with Monsignor's Musings for Friday, April 9th, Friday in the Octave of Easter. I want to thank and salute our sponsor for today, Irish Mechanical Services. Irish is at 317-294-9875. 317-294-9875 if you have any mechanical needs. In fact, as I speak, they're over at church right now trying to get the air conditioning system functioning again. We moved it because of the addition to the sacristy, and we need to get it moving now that the hot weather is going to begin to approach. This Sunday, April 11th, Sunday in the octave of Easter, is Divine Mercy Sunday. And we will again have our annual Divine Mercy Devotion at 3 o'clock, the Hour of Divine Mercy. It's not a Mass, but it consists of a music, the Divine Mercy Chaplet, a short sermon, special prayers, and procession with the Blessed Sacrament. We encourage and invite all of you to come Sunday afternoon, 3 o'clock, for our Divine Mercy service. There will be an opportunity for confessions beginning at 2 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. The Divine Mercy devotion is promoted by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception, and the National Shrine of Divine Mercy is in Stockbridge, Massachusetts. Last summer, on the way back from our vacation in Maine, Monsignor Stumpf and I stopped at the Shrine of Divine Mercy. It's very beautiful, and I've invited one of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception Father Chris Alar, to join me here to give you a uh, an explanation of the Divine Mercy devotion. You know, it's a relatively new devotion in the church. So Father Chris Alar will now come and give us a little explanation of what this Divine Mercy devotion and Divine Mercy Sunday is all about. Now, several people from around the world have asked this same question or close to it. Basically, Father... Tell us about Divine Mercy. We hear so much. Just summarize it for us. What does it mean? And how do we get these graces? Okay. Now, let's first start with when is Divine Mercy? Most of you know it's the Sunday after Easter, coming up in just a couple days. Now, why did Jesus say it has to be on this day? He said that because it does now something very important. It completes what we call an active. You see, when a feast for the Jews was so big that it couldn't be celebrated in one day, they would celebrate it over eight days. And the biggest octave we have in the church now is called the Easter octave. Now, here's what's interesting. It starts on Easter Sunday, not ends. Starts on Easter Sunday. That's the day our Lord opened the door to heaven. Now, the next seven days, because what's the perfect number to the Jews, okay? Seven, but that is in regards to time or creation. So the next seven days are symbolic of us in this pilgrimage called life. Just like the Jews wandering around the desert to find the promised land, we in our life are wandering around in this valley of tears to find the promised land of heaven. Now, then why didn't Jesus put it on the seventh day? It had to be the eighth day because the number eight represents to the Jews eternity. So why is this all important? Okay, this is when Jesus comes for his bride. 
Now, you all know, you've heard me say, that Jesus is the groom, we the church are the bride. When you're at Mass and you make your um, procession up to, uh, uh, when you come up the aisle to receive Holy Communion, you are making your wedding march. It is actually there. This is it. This is everything. So when you are at a Catholic wedding, what happens? The bride comes forward, and who's waiting for her at the altar? The groom. And Jesus is the groom. And what happens? It's consummated. The bride and the groom become one. So, in essence, Jesus, the groom, actually enters into you and me, the bride. It's consummated. This is incredible. But here's the point. Before we can do that, before we can get there, and Jesus comes for his bride when on that eighth day, eternity, he wants to take his bride home forever to share with him, to meet his mother and his father, God the Father, Mary his mother. Now, here's the point. In order for him to do that on the eighth day, which means eternity, he wants us to be with him now forever in heaven when our seven-day pilgrimage on life of life is over. The problem is he can't do that if we have stain. And there are two stains that can become problematic on our wedding garment called our soul. That is sin. And what is the result of sin? The result of sin is death. And when we have that on our soul, we got to get rid of it. Now, if we have sin, we also could have punishment that is due for our sins. So, for instance, when we go into confession, we are forgiven of our sins if we have a valid confession, but the punishment may remain. Now, not eternal punishment, meaning hell, that's gone, but temporal punishment that is due, for instance, in purgatory can stain our soul, our wedding garment. So Jesus can't take us to heaven if we have anything on our soul. So when he comes on the eighth day, he wants us to be spotless. So what do we do? Well, there's ways that we can clean ourselves up. Remember, you can actually do your purgatory here on earth. One of the ways the church gives is a plenary indulgence. But the problem with that is you can have no attachment to sin, even venial. Good luck with that one. Because some of us are still, I still get impatient. I'm still gluttonous. I still, it just, it's a big issue. Still struggle with maybe some thoughts that we shouldn't. So it's difficult. So what do we do when Jesus comes for his bride on the eighth day? He's not going to find too many of us ready. So what he wants to find is all of us ready. So he gives us a way to do that. That way is called Divine Mercy Sunday. And on that day, that one day, in paragraph 699, Jesus tells us something we call the extraordinary promise. He says, on that day, the soul that has been to confession and receives Holy Communion will receive complete forgiveness of not only all sin, but all punishment due to sin. This is incredible. So you ever hear yourself say, gee, I wish I could start over. I wish I could clean my slate. I wish I could just begin again. You can. Now is the opportunity. So God promises, Jesus says, on this one day, what day? The eighth day. What is that? Divine Mercy Sunday. That the soul that goes to confession, now remember, confession does not have to be on that day. Confession could be any time before, as long as you're in a state of grace. So try to get as close as you can 
Even on Divine Mercy Sunday is fine, but you have to be in a state of grace. So get to confession, and if you can't because the church is closed, do an act of contrition, just telling God you're sorry. All right, now, Jesus then says, on that day, go to Holy Communion. Again, try to go to your church. Receive him in the sacrament. If you can't, make a spiritual communion, just telling God I'm uniting with you. I want to be united with you. Come into my heart like you did in Holy Communion. Now, the purpose of this is Jesus is saying, I'm giving you a way to be so spotless, so clean, so purified that you're ready on the eighth day when I come for you. Now, any soul, any snake can crawl out of the gutter and go to confession and receive Holy Communion and get this grace. Now, people are like, Father, I'm too sinful. Yeah, your sins aren't greater than Jesus' mercy. And so what you do is you go to confession sometime before or on that day. Communion has to be on that day, Saturday night or on Sunday. Any Mass, it doesn't have to be a 3 o'clock prayer hour. Any Mass where you receive Holy Communion. And if you can't, join us, Marian Fathers, at 9 a.m. on Divine Mercy Sunday for our live stream. Or again at noon and uh, uh, going to 1.30 for the beginning of the liturgy on EWTN on Divine Mercy Sunday. Okay, so everybody, here's the deal. People are like, why is this feast so great? It's actually one of the greatest. In fact, Thomas the Apostle said, in the apostolic constitutions, that we need a feast on the eighth day. This is the important day. And St. Augustine said it's the compendium of the days of mercy. He even said it's the highest of the days. Why? Because of this. All right, this is what's fascinating. On Easter Sunday, Jesus opened the door to heaven. And that redeemed us. The door is now open. The next seven days are symbolic of the thing we call life, our pilgrimage on earth, looking for heaven. Once we get to the eighth day, we enter into eternity. And now that door is open, because he opened it on Easter Sunday, but now we actually go through it. That's why St. Augustine said Divine Mercy Sunday is actually the greatest of the days. Now, he didn't call it that. It was a Sunday in white, but this is the day. Now, it's not separate from Easter. Please don't tell your bishop, Father Chris said, separate from Easter and it's greater. No, remember, I said they're one day. All eight days are celebrated as one. So please don't miss this grace. This grace of Divine Mercy Sunday will change you. As Father Seraphim said, never will your soul be cleaner than it is other than the moment of your original baptism than it is on that day, Divine Mercy Sunday. And I want to finish with this. When you go to receive Holy Communion on that day or make your spiritual com communion, you need to complete the grace. Now remember, this isn't a magic wand or a rabbit's foot. We can't continue to live in mortal sin and just say, hey, it sounds cool. Give me the grace. No, you have to be willing to change your life and try, okay? Just try. But here's what you got to do. This is the culmination of everything. What you got to do is you got to come back to your pew, kneel down after receiving Holy Communion and make this prayer. Or at home, if you did a spiritual communion, make this prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, have mercy on me, a poor sinner. Jesus, you promised St. Faustina that the soul that's been to confession, I have.
and the soul that receives Holy Communion, I just did, will receive the complete forgiveness of not only sin, but all punishment. Please give me this grace, and he will, or Jesus doesn't keep his promises, and nobody's going to claim that. So please join us on Divine Mercy Sunday. Receive this most incredible grace, and may Almighty God bless you and yours, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much, Father Chris. We hope to see all of you Sunday, 3 o'clock, for the Divine Mercy service here at St. Luke. And in the meantime, let's continue to trust in the providence which so far has never failed us.